JDAI Connect Land. This is Beth Oprish along with Ari Whitaker. Okay, from the Pretrial Justice Institute. And I have no words for my excitement today. Woo! Well, Ari's got, got words. Got you got sounds. You. You I got sounds. <laughs> Audible sounds. This is our first ever recording of JDAI Connect podcast. So that's something to be excited pretty exciting. about. And yeah. as if that's not exciting enough, our first guest in the first ever JDI Connect podcast. By the way, the name of it, Ari? These are our kids. Okay, that's a mouthful, right? It These is. I like I I can't even say the R's right, Art. right? These are our kids, right? So it's just so exciting to try to 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 to, to, to um bring this platform like something different, right? Not that everything about JDI Connect's not different, but this is just such an exciting endeavor. Yeah, it's a new learning opportunity. And it would only be fitting that our first guest ever on, did I say it's a new podcast on JDI Connect? Brand spanking new, yes. You Brand spanking new, yeah. I said that? Okay. Our first guest, Nate Bayless. Nate is the director of the Juvenile Justice Strategy Group. And Nate Bayless, my friend, my colleague, how are you today? I'm great. It's great to be here, Beth and Ari. Thank you. Thank you for, you don't even know what he is thanking us for I don't yet. even know what I'm in for, but thank you. <laughs> Well, we just thought, you know, the whole idea of the podcast is to bring some different voices to JDI Connect. Not that yours is a different voice, because I think people know who Nate Bayless is, right? We've done, and if you haven't, check out those videos called On Location with Nate Bayless, and we won't spoil the surprise where this year's uh, On Location is. But I think people know you, Nate, but, you know, I think that you're a big, big, um, what, what's the word? Big Proponent? name? Proponent? Oh, he's a big Advocate? name. No, let's not go, let's not give him too much of that, right? <laughs> But uh, um, a fan of this idea of the podcast. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about the podcast as an idea just because the whole point of JDI Connect was to open up the window of opportunity for all kinds of ways to communicate with JDI sites and to get to know different people from the JDI network. I think people are familiar with the same voices and people who oftentimes get a chance to talk from the stage at a JDI conference or the people who fly into town as part of technical assistance. Um, but for the most part, I don't think JDI sites and people who work around the country know each other very well. And so to me, a podcast with uh, two great fun, exciting, brilliant hosts. Wait a minute. I don't think I heard that part. Well, <laughs> so if we, if we have, if we had the right hosts and we had the right oh, kind of platform yeah. that we would, um, that we'd have the ability to really bring, like literally bring voices from the JDI community onto the JDI connect platform. And so to me, this uh, podcast is just another way. Some people might like to engage in discussion chats online. I think a lot of other people would just want to, to, to hear from each other. Uh, and I think the podcast is a great way to do that. I think with JDI connect, I mean, we see that. I think it's a great point. Like some people like to hit the like button, you know, or they just may like to read the stuff and they're getting something out of that. But this to me is just like this, another way to kind of get the information in a way that might work better for some people. Yeah. So the exactly. listening as opposed to the typing or the looking, I mean, people seem to like videos. I mean, Ari does a great job putting the videos on there. Thank you. Like, yeah. You're yeah. welcome. If I don't tell you that enough, Ari, good job on the, I, I like, I love those videos, but I feel like just this whole auditory kind of learning way, this is going to be a really cool opportunity for people to get information. And I just, you know, like, you know, elevating those different voices too. I just think it's just a really cool idea. 
Exactly. Yes. And so now, Nate, what do you think about the upcoming year? What are you excited about? Well, so there's a lot within uh, within JDI that I'm excited about. In in the video that we that we filmed to start the year, I talked about like four things that we're gonna elevate over and over again throughout the year. And and so, you know, one of the things we decided over the last couple of years with JDI Connect was that in addition to the free-for-all where anyone could start a discussion or anyone could add content one way or another, that we wanted to have themes. We wanted to have a reason to come each month and something that sort of held each month together, whether we were going to be talking about Black History Month or whether we were going to be talking... Um, Last year, we had a big focus on Pride Month in June, I believe, um, where we focused on a topic, whether it was probation or whether it was family engagement or whether it was um, young people. Like One way or another, we've had a very specific focus on a monthly basis. And, and let me just interject there. The biggest criticism I heard about yeah. people, you know, it gave us an opportunity to highlight like 12 different things, right? 12 months, you got the math in, right? Right. Does that make sense? But it, like people would say, how come you're only talking about that in this month? And I'm like, right. we're not just talking about right. it this month. You exactly. Know? But 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 we at least can elevate it to this higher degree. We want to talk about it all the time. So this kind of four themes, four buckets, four big ideas for 20, 2019 is kind of a, a reaction to that also. In yeah. addition, well, sorry, yeah. uh, but I also hear that folks get a little bit upset on the other side where it's like, how come you stop talking about this? What about <laughs> what's going on with family engagement? Right. Yeah. And it's like, I think what we're also talking about is this weaving throughout uh, exactly. the year. That's going to be helpful. Exactly. And so we, so we just wanted to bring up that this year, uh, at least for now, we've, we've, we're settling on four big topics that we want to bring back. One is in some ways, not a return to the fundamentals, but to emphasize the fundamentals that um, there's a reason why there's 300 JDAI sites across 39 states and why this has been a formula that's worked very well across the country. Um, it's easy to forget what it is that is at the core of JDI. Why is it that we're doing what we're doing and what are the strategies that help us to actually keep most kids out of secure detention. Um, so going back to that, to look for new opportunities, not only to reduce the detention population, but to help kids thrive in JDI communities. So focusing on the fundamentals is one piece. Um, I think year after year, we've become more and more explicit about advancing race, racial and ethnic equity um, within JDI uh, community. This year, we're going to be going back to that over and over again. I think last year we really upped the ante in some way as an emphasis. Um, clearly in the future of our work in JDAI, I know just for me and the things that I would want us to support as a foundation in terms of efforts that are going on in the JDI community, if there isn't a focus on racial and ethnic equity, then I don't think the Casey Foundation should be lending its own support in terms of technical assistance or, or um or grant dollars if we're not focusing what the core is of still the the biggest problem with our youth justice system, then we shouldn't be there. So we're going to focus on race equity. And that equity and inclusion, right? That, that weaves all of the core strategies. That, yeah. That right. Throughout should be part of all of our work. So exactly. that, that makes sense. And when we talk about getting better and going deeper, that right. we really, you know, and you've said this before and I've always, you know, and I'm, I've always, appreciated the way you've said this, you know, um, 
about doubling down on our efforts. Right. And so I feel like this intentional commitment, which is the way our work should be with equity and inclusion, just makes sense. Right. So. Yes. And, that, and, and to that point, it, it cuts into the, the third piece that we're going to focus on, which is on probation transformation. Last year, we released a vision paper transforming juvenile probation. Um, it rests on these two different pillars that are both what we're going to go to all, all year long, that uh, all of our juvenile justice systems could be diverting far more young people from the formal system, keeping them away from not just detention, but probation, the courts altogether. Um, this is a, a, an area we think that has a lot of opportunity throughout the JDI network we're going to talk about. And then on the other side is when young people actually are on probation, um, changing the nature of what that means. We see a lot of great examples already in the JDI network. We want to lift those up. Um, we want to talk about things that are working. And, and I might go back to this a couple of times on this podcast, uh, Beth and Ari, but we want people to talk about what they're doing that's working. We want people to brag about the good things that are happening. JDI Connect has been awesome so far. It's been wonderful to see people engage on topics, but um, it has been far too modest um, when it comes people to people. Are shy. Yeah, no one wants no one wants to pat themselves on the back for what they're doing. My core belief here is a cradle yeah. Catholic. Right, I'm not supposed to be brag. Oh, but you're not telling me to brag. You're telling the I'm other telling side. Everybody brag. else. So yes. brag is not bad. It's it's it's, it's good. It's, it's an example. You know, I mean, it's it's like a service. Yes. Right. Yes. You know, to put it in the Catholic yes. terms. Yes, and right? we see examples. There's there are few there are few and far between where people are willing to say we did this really cool thing. We're closing our detention center, and here's why we're doing it. Um, when those happen, it's great, but we need more of those. So, uh, so just as an aside, I think probation is one space where that needs to happen, where there's really great things that are happening that other people need to know about. And uh, it's one thing for the Casey Foundation to sort of pat sites on the back, but we need sites to raise our hand and say, we've, we're doing something great, whether it's small or big, we want that to be there. Absolutely. Well, I tell you that in that probation transformation paper, they got a lot of play, a lot of interest last year. I know we did like a web, web webinar and um, we had a town hall with Steve Bishop, who yeah. is uh, the primary one of the primary reviewers. Mm-hmm. If I'm saying that right, of of the paper, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of interest in sites to really look at probation, which we know, right, is one of the biggest feeders of out of home placement. Right. So we got to get that right. right. Exactly. So that that I'm excited to hear. Although I think we probably knew that overselling a little bit but i'm glad we're <laughs> really going to be talking more about probation transformation and getting it right i love the, even the title of the, the paper, getting it right. right yeah you know a vision for getting it right yeah you know? and, and it started from from a we had a lot of uh difficult conversations to be explicit that we feel that we're getting it wrong and that it's sometimes not what we want to be able to say here but sometimes it feels like uh we don't want to be that harsh, but the, the sense is overall, we look across the country and we look at the outcomes for probation. We look at how many young people are on probation who don't need to be, and we're not, we're not getting it right. And, and while there's lots of great things happening um, overall, we need to make that shift. And that takes me to the fourth one. Yeah. So, you know, all of these, as you said, are really, everything's cross-cutting, but if we're going to talk about race equity and they're talking about a probation vision that imagines far more young people with remaining in the community and far more young people staying away from probation out of the formal system than all of that imagines a much more expansive role for families and communities in the youth justice 
not the youth justice system, but in what we do in youth justice. And so um, that last group about uh, uh, the last area we're going to focus on, family and community engagement, um, youth engagement are things that we've already highlighted in the past, but we want to come back to them more thematically and, and really see them as cross-cutting issues, not as just standalone things that you do on a Wednesday, but something that really is incorporated through everything we do. You can't do this probation transformation vision, um, one that really imagines far more diversion and one that imagines very different way of approaching probation if we're not connected to families and communities. And so all four of these things are things we're going to return to um, throughout the year. Um, and, and honestly, I think all four of them in many ways speak to what the future is of, of JDI Connect and of the initiative overall. What I'm really excited about is how all four themes are connected by this overarching question of what is our purpose? What is our why? Yes. So I would love to throw out the question to you. What is your why? That's a great question. Yeah, a what great what question, is our why? I'm just going to sit back here and I listen. I want to hear. <laughs> so let me deflect on the what is why and, and, and also say no, 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 why, no. why it is I think that that's such a um, important. I'll, I'll get to it, but, but why I think that's so important. Um, when I, uh, when I, first saw the what is our why video, the thing that really came to my head was this is at the core of what JDI has always really been about is, is asking why it is that we uh, do the things we do. We, we talk at the Casey Foundation often um, about the, there's a story about Jim Casey, the founder of the Annie Casey Foundation, who's also the founder of UPS. And he spoke of uh, the idea of we should all be, we should all have constructive dissatisfaction meaning that we should never be okay with what we do. This is what made UPS this huge company was that he was a guy who tinkered with things when things weren't exactly what he thought they should be. He was always looking to change. To me, that's what JDI's best has been. Like I don't, and it's what makes it fun in some ways is that um, we should never look at what we're doing right now and feel like we just got it all down and nothing could be, nothing could be better at its best. It's an initiative. The reason why it can still live 25 years later is because no one's got it right. Like no one should sit there and say like, we've got it. Each of the, the model sites, they say it every time you, you go there, right? Like we, we, we're doing this, we're, we're serving as a model. It doesn't mean we've got it all down. Like we're always um, evolving. And so that, that idea of, um, always going back to purpose, like what are we really doing and are we really getting this right, I think is really um, important. I'll say to me from uh, a young age personally, I felt um, just from whether it was from my parents or whether it was from my grandparents, I felt a, a charge to look to heal the world in that basic sense, to repair the problems that we that we see. And it's not getting any any better. And so to me, the whole reason to work in this field is um, the deeply unjust world that we live in and the deeply unjust system that, that I came to work in when I was um, first working in the juvenile justice system. Um, it's, it's a calling to want um, to not be okay with what we're doing and to want to change it for the better so that um, you know, all young people have the opportunities to thrive that they deserve. I think to stay in it for the long haul, whether it's the foundation, right, with 27, 25 years of JDI, or you personally with how long, you know, mm -hmm. I know you're looking at me like you look at that a lot more Don't longer time in the system than I do, but I'm just saying it has to be a calling, yeah. right? If it's not a calling, then how does it, how do you stay in it? 
how do you stay, you know, motivated and committed? Yes. Unless it's that college. Yeah, I think that that's right. And there's so many people who like you meet in within GDI who who inspire you in that way. You know, I'm um, not to date the, the the podcast, but I'm just thinking now we're we're going to be uh, one of our GDI colleagues in St. Louis is going to be retiring. Um, uh, Kathy Horges, who a lot of us uh. met over the years, and you know, Kathy's one of the people who worked you know 40 years at this, and to me, it's it's just like, and then to the last day, like, how are we getting better? How can we get better at this? It's not good enough what we're doing. I mean, I just think there, there's so many people like that and um, that you meet over, over time through this, you know, last year with um, Raquel Mariscal, like leaving her role at the end of the year with JD, with JDI at the, at the Burns Institute, same kind of thing, like dedicating herself for a career to constantly push to say it's not good enough for kids that, that we care about. Um, Yeah. And that's why, that's why all of us do it. Never resting on our laurels. Thank you for unpacking the meaning of constructive dissatisfaction and your purpose. I hope I did it well. I'm going to have to ask my bosses here at the Casey Foundation whether <laughs> I gave the spiel um, correct. But yeah, it's, it's well, a good and one. And we'll let our listeners on JDI connect. Okay. I, I can also, tell how's us. that? Yeah. So that's kind of a glimpse of the four buckets, if you will, or four four areas that, that we're kind of going to be highlighted on in JDI Connect. We also could anticipate future podcasts you know, helping to unpack those four areas also. So we are um, hopeful that people will like this platform. We're hopeful that they'll let us know about this platform, um, whether or not this is something that they, they find useful. So um, I bet they will. I mean, my, so here's my, my hope for this. Like, I don't imagine this is exactly how people would listen. You know, people listen to serial or they listen to certain people interviewing. Like we're not, right, right, right. right. So like, but (laughs) yes, thank you. And so, so we don't have to be another, other podcast, but what I do think is that um, I know I want to know, like I want to hear from people within our space, like within our community um, about what's going on. Like, what are they seeing? I think as someone who, sees JDI admittedly from oftentimes pretty far away, you know, from having conversations across places or looking at data that people are sending in, or when I even coming into a JDI site, I'm coming in for a minute and then, and then leaving. I think you lose the ability to know what everyone's going through on a day-to-day basis. We know that around the country and our JDI sites that there are oftentimes crises that happen, political crises that happen, things that happen with, young people in the community, tragic events. And we want to know, like, how does JDI stand up during those times? Like, what is that, what does it meant? What, what is, what are, what are, when you look at these core strategies, like, what does it look like in, in reality? And not just a, um, not just in a really opaque or generic way, but what does it mean? What does collaboration meant where you are? Like, I want, as, as nerdy as it might sound, like, Tell me about data-driven decision-making. Like, we all know we collect data for reports and all that, but, like, what, what did you find in looking at data that changed the way you thought about the young people that you see in your system? And more importantly, about the way that, as a system, we reacted to the, those young people, and what did we then decide to do about it? Like, we need those, those stories, and, and while we've done a lot of report writing and, and, and we've done blogs and we do that, I think having a conversation sometimes is the best way to do it. Like I know with myself, I, I can get animated just talking about things in a way that it won't come through if I'm just writing something down. And I, and I know that other people are like that. I mean, I just, I value the conversations I've had with people one-on-one and I just think, man, what if we could capture those conversations 
and, and put it out to the whole crowd. And that's, that's why we created JDI Connect. We wanted, we wanted this general sense that what happens in one place is felt everywhere. And I think the podcast offers an opportunity that it offers the opportunity for, you know, for Ari, for you and Beth to have like relatively intimate conversations with people who are, who we all know from, from JDIRO, we haven't even met yet to talk about what they, what they think. So I, my hope is that this becomes a platform to hear more from people who we might already have, have, have heard from before to, to listen to voices who are shaping what we do. Like, like I know, there's plans to talk to Steve Bishop from, from my office who really has been the visionary around our, our vision around probation transformation. Like would love to hear what Steve says about that. We want to talk to people who've been doing JDI technical assistance over the years who are familiar with going into sites and working with them. We want to talk to people who are leading as coordinators in JDI, the work. We want to talk to people who are leading from other positions of authority within JDI. So I just think all of that, um, will really bring new voices into the fold. And I think it will just really enrich the whole experience of JDI Connect. And it gives us something to do to listen to in the car instead of, you know, something else that we might be. George Michael. Cardi or B. John Denver. I know you like George <laughs> Michael. George, That's why I said that. George Michael will probably still be better than the JDI Connect oh, podcast. No. But, wow. but, but there are times when I still, I might Technical say, wow. I might say I want to listen to it. But yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, listen, we can get George so Michael. Unfortunately, we can't get George we can't Michael. Get George. We can't get George. This is not a podcast for brain people. Yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> okay, so listen, we got to go because I know your time is tight and we appreciate you so much sitting down and talking to us for our very first episode. But before you go, we retired a feature in JDI Connect that was called This or That. Yeah. Right? And um, so we kind of still want to use it in the podcast. So before people leave the podcast, even though we did a little this or that with we you did. On, in Birmingham, in Birmingham and on, in on location. So, but I still feel like, you know, it's timely, it's, it's relevant, it's tradition. So yes. let's do a couple questions of this or that. Yes. So I'll ask one and then Ari will ask one. Sounds good. Go for it. Okay. I'm going to go first since I already told Ari what I was going to ask and I don't uh -oh. want her to take it. So you ready? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Timing wise, sports fan, Super Bowl. Yeah. Rams uh -huh. or Patriots? Oh, my God. That's easy. Okay. The, the Rams. The Woo! Rams. Oh, okay. LA girl Woo! over here. Yeah. Okay. The Rams. Oh, I can breathe. Okay. Now. Okay. You can't yes. possibly root for the Patriots. No, 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 no offense, no. Peter Listen, Forbes, you're, if you're, you're listening. Yeah, Peter and Lindsay and the whole Massachusetts yeah. crew. No offense. No offense. But we did go see that baseball game against. With the Sox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So when you Ugh. had some things to say there. So yeah. anyways. Another this or that, and then we get, we, we get, we get, we got to close off. We got to sign off. Okay. Um, let's see. Ooh. Digging deep, huh? <laughs> let's dig real deep. Now, I'm going to keep it light. Would you like, would you prefer to vacation uh, at a beach or in the mountains? Always a beach. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Work on my tan. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, Nate Bayless, director of the Juvenile Justice Strategy Group here at the Annie Casey Foundation. It's been our pleasure to have you as our first guest on our JDI Connect podcast. Thank you. And we hope Thank that you. We, we look forward to listeners for the rest of season one and for some input for season two. So goodbye, everybody in JDI Connect land. Thank you, Nate. Thanks goodbye. for having me. Goodbye, goodbye Ari. Goodbye, Beth.